mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everybody and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind with myself Martin Quilty and as always I'm delighted to be joined this evening by Anya Fahey. Good evening Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I am great, thank you. Unfortunately, though, this is a sad occasion for ourselves. It is the end of season two. It is episode 28 and it brings to an end the season of Intercounty Camogie with Kilkenny playing in the All-Ireland Final on the 7th of August. We weren't here last week for obvious reasons because... We were celebrating because Kilkenny has claimed their 15th senior All-Ireland title with a fantastic victory over Cork in Crow Park on what was a memorable, joyous, scintillating, tough, tight battle between two great teams and Kilkenny coming away with a one-point victory, 113 to 112. I know I was nearly getting heart attack on you, but in the press box, it was that good. But what a fantastic victory for our girls on the day. Oh, you must have had the thesaurus out all week there trying to figure out where is to sum that game up. And I'd say between the two of you there, you did more celebrating for the whole county than anybody else. But yeah. We certainly <laughs> celebrated a good win. Yes, we did. It, uh, yeah, it certainly was. It was, you know, I think it was definitely the icing on the cake. And I suppose, you know, for all the girls involved, I think this one was so bittersweet for them all. And I think... If you were to probably go back and ask them what was your favourite All-Ireland, you could probably say that 90% of them will say it was the one that they won last Sunday. And and I think for everybody, you know, even for Kilkenny spectators, I probably feel that they probably would say the same as well, that, you know, last week's All-Ireland was definitely probably their their, more fa- their most famous and their most favourite um, All-Ireland win. And, you know, I suppose these girls have gone through the whole season unbeaten. Um, you know, they gave us, you know, a spectacular All-Ireland semi-final. And, you know, then last week as well, then just come out there and they just, showed such grit and determination especially in the latter stages of the match and not none of them panicked and they just showed that they're so um, united and solid as one group and it was just excellent to see and you know it was excellent to see the subs coming on as well and you know adding that extra bit and you know being real powerhouses for, the, for that squad as well and it just goes to show that you know everybody involved in that panel they're a vital wheel on the cog there and you know it's our vital cog on the wheel and you know it's, it was just so important for them and it definitely was one of the most memorable All-Ireland finals I've ever been at anyway You're talking about Bittersweet my reckoning is that the six of the starting team from the All-Ireland final was actually part of the defeats in 17 and 18 to Cork in those one-point losses. So for those players in particular, um, you have the likes of Grace Welch, you have Claire Phelan, you have Denise, you have Miriam, you have Julia Malone and uh, Katie Power. I think I said Philo. Did I say Claire Phelan? I did. Yeah. Um, so that's my reckoning with the six of them that was there back in 17 and 18. So for those girls as well, um, it certainly was bittersweet and to have that mixed in as well you know Cork being Cork 
they knocked Kilkenny out in the semi-final last year mm-hmm. they went down they played one another and they stopped Kilkenny going for a, a league title because of scoring difference in Parky Cueff yep. they still weren't defeated in the league section they drew a Cork that day but due to scoring difference they didn't qualify mm-hmm. for a league final who knows I mean we might have been celebrating a double between league and championship but uh, the dreaded score difference was there and then to go through what was a very tough uh, All-Ireland group series to go to Athenroy with both teams on the same level points going into it. The teams drew again in Athenroy. So Galway goes straight to the semi-final. Kilkenny go to the quarter-final. Kilkenny play Dublin in the quarter-final. Then they beat the All-Ireland champions in the semi-final and then up again Cork. And what a battle mm-hmm. it was. I mean, it was a lovely day. It was beautiful. You know, Brian started with a very strong 15 and Kilkenny got off to what was probably one of the best starts they've ever had in Crow Park in an All-Ireland final. And by the first quarter, they were uh, six points to no score ahead, but they could have been a lot further ahead if they had to take their chances when they uh, came a begging. Yeah, they certainly could have. And I suppose, you know, that that titanic start that they got, they really just came out of the blocks, all guns blazing. And, you know, they showed their ruthlessness and their ferocity there and their tackling and their work rate alone. I think that's something we spoke about, you know, this particular Kilkenny team all through all this year. Like their work rate has been absolutely phenomenal and they never, ever give up for every ball. And, you know, Cork were always going to get their purple patch, but it was going to be very interesting to see how Kilkenny were going to answer to that. And, you know, the heads could have gone down the very minute Fiona Keaton got in for that goal and then she pounced with another point after that you, you could have you you know <laughs> nobody would have faulted you if you were kind of looking at it going oh god here we go now is this going to be the start of it yeah. but Kilkenny they didn't it didn't unsettle them at all it didn't unnerve them at all they really just kept going they kept on fighting for every single ball and you know half time probably came at you know the best moment possible for both teams really um, well, and it certainly know, did for Kilkenny because let's be fair they were on the back foot for the last yeah. 15 minutes minutes of that game. They, yeah, they certainly well, were. Well, for the first half anyway, for, yeah, I should say. First yeah, first half, yeah, like they weren't. But that was like, Cork were always going to get that that part of the game where they were always going to get, they were going to become dominant. But I think then it's the way Kilkenny answered to it. They, as we said, like they didn't panic at all. And in previous years, like, you know, you could fault them for maybe slightly panicking and, you know, maybe not having nerves of steel like they showed that they did have last week and, you know, to propel themselves and, you know, get themselves back over that line. And you have to say like, they took every opportunity that they could get and they, with the work rate, especially like, you have to look at it, Denise Gall at one stage was back on her own full back line helping out and clearing ball and, you know. Well actually there's a part of that because, uh, especially in the second half which we might come to it, so we might delve into it a small little bit more. Um, so the first half in particular Kilkenny got off to a great start. I mean, Tiffy Fitz of all mm. players, your first All-Ireland final, you know, you're only what, 19, 20 years of age, you get yeah. your first start and you find yourself up in the uh, the half forward line with a chance you put the ball in over the bar you get the first score in the all Ireland final of 2022 I mean that's what dreams are made of when you're back at home in Young Ireland's in Gordon in the pitch and you're thinking of scoring a point in an all Ireland final and what a start for the Young Ireland's player really got Kilkenny off and going uh, and as her sister said when she looked around to see everyone congratulating her and she's like well she's supposed to be behind me now hang on yeah. a minute like, what, what the hell is going on here but uh, it was a great start for herself and it certainly gave the team a great boost of confidence. Yeah, it absolutely did. And I suppose, you know, for Tiffy, she, after being in an intermediate All-Ireland final last year and losing, you know, she was probably kind of going up and going into this game was that she knew she had, like, she want, she didn't want to be on the receiving end of another beating in an All-Ireland final. And it was funny, like, because when I seen her coming up the line, I actually kind of had to take a second look at it. I was like, 
where is she going? What? Get her back. Like, and then I was like, oh, have they maybe switched herself and Steffi? Like, is Steffi playing a car back? And I was like, no, that's definitely not I happening. I was a bit like Steffi. I thought it was Julianne was yeah, actually up there I first. Did, I didn't know what was going on. But then you could see what was after happening. You could see the way Cork were after lining up in the first half. And I know they tried to do this a couple of years ago when they were under Paddy Murray. And they literally tried to have all their forwards kind of doing a jig, really, on the 45-yard line <laughs> and try to, like, you know, confuse the Kilkenny players. But the Kilkenny girls, it, it backfired big time on Cork yeah. because the Kilkenny girls knew exactly what was going on. They knew their job and they literally, they had, they got in a great score. And I think, you know, from then, like Cork were kind of looking, it kind of made Cork look a bit silly, yep. to be fair. Like it did, like, and then they turned around, they did it in the second half again. And I was like, have they not learned? Like this is, there's no need to be playing these silly mind games. But just go out play inter- 15 or 15. The same thing happened in the intermediate final because yeah. they had to re- stop the, the game from getting restarted in the second half because they weren't all lined out properly with mm. 15 on 15. A bit like what happened back in the either the 17 or the 18 dollar in final yeah. as well where everyone was planted below the square at the Davin end like and yeah. everyone wanted to know oh, Jesus the panic here like what are we going to do? But yeah. Like it really did like it looked a bit silly and I suppose like we like we know it was a Cork mind game that they were trying to play like and, but like Kenny weren't it didn't even it didn't even bother them to be honest with you they just went out they were fully focused on the game they weren't focused on like silly little tricks like that they they're in, they're in their mind I was like win the ball and by God did they and by God did Tiffy Fitz stand up and did she get an unbelievable an unbelievable point an unbelievable start for her in an All-Ireland final and I think from there it kind of drove on and I was kind of like it was kind of funny in a way that it was Kilkenny that were getting it when you know if Cork were probably working so hard on this kind of a game plan they were probably thinking that they were going to get the first score you could see what they were trying to do they were hoping that and let's be fair when you have a midfielder pairing in Hannah Looney and Ashling Thompson you're thinking the two of these will definitely win the, win the clash ball at the yeah. start of the game you're going to hit that ball right down the centre and have all that space there for the likes of Amy O'Connor for the likes of uh, Katrina Mackey to run in on that because they do have serious pace to burn and they were probably hoping to like bury a goal in the start in the first couple of minutes there in, in the first kind of poke of the ball definitely backfired on him he clearly did Tiffy Fitz wasn't going to let that happen and up she pops exactly Pat O'Neill was jumping around the stage that's it that's that uh, why wouldn't he um, Saoirse McCartan then had a, a point chalked off with Hawkeye Hawkeye mm. was in operation so I mean it was actually what uh, 20 minutes again before Cork got their first score mm-hmm. in the All-Ireland final like Kenny as I said were up in the first 15 minutes or so they were 6 points to no score ahead they had a couple of other chances I mean there was a couple of wide balls in particular that we've seen them go over they, you know they were a bit rushed I mean it could have been a lot worse yeah. by the 15th minute it wasn't but as you said it did take Cork 20 minutes and then Fiota Keating you know what an unbelievable mm. goal that she did get got the ball out around the her own or the Kilkenny 45 metre line yeah. just talk off in a straight line yeah. and there was no way that Ethan Norris was stopping that and then to follow it up with a point afterwards so instead of being six points down mm. uh, a short time ago well now there's only what two points in yeah. it you know um, but on saying that and you said it about Kilkenny stealing us 
Michaela Keneally then went down the far side of the field and responded brilliantly mm-hmm. to Fiona Keating's goal. But talk to us about the, the Cork goal, first of all. Yeah, listen, I suppose when you're kind of looking at it, it was probably something that we've been kind of maybe looking at a lot this year. And especially in the All-Ireland semi-final, you could see what Galway were trying to do. They were trying to run straight down through the middle of the Kilkenny defence. And that's what Fiona Keating did. She went straight to, She went straight down through them I suppose for Kilkenny it, it kind of really opened them up too much I suppose the girls were too afraid to maybe go go forward take on the tackle but you know it, it happened and it probably happened a little bit too much as well in the All-Ireland semi-final thankfully our backs have been just so stellar especially in the latter stages of the championship they've yep. been absolutely colossal but it's that going down through the centre and that's where Cork got their opportunity they, and they took it and by God when Fiona Keating took off there was absolutely no, no stopping, stopping her there was nobody around her. Like girls were literally trying to get in, trying to, you know, get the hook, the blocks, the whole lot in. Not a hope in hell. She was gone and she had a serious pace. And like Fiona Keating, she's been kind of in around the Cork scene for a while. She's been playing intermediate for the last couple of years. She was on the intermediate squad in 2016 when we beat them in the when we beat them in the All Ireland in the All Ireland final. So she's really developed as a player. And like, you know, I would consider her kind of still a newbie in this Cork scene. And, you know, when you're looking at a young player like that to kind of stand up and, you know, take the game by the scruff of the neck, by God did she do it and she really did pull Cork back into that game because Kilkenny Kilkenny were definitely on the crest of a wave there and you know if a couple of scores had gone over the bar for them it could have been a completely different story and Cork heads could have been seriously seriously down going in at half time but, and there know, was a goal chance as well at the far yeah. side um, I think just Katie Power was on her own um, Mary O'Connell I think had a ball yeah. that could have maybe hand pass out you know I'm not saying that the goal would have been scored but mm-hmm. it certainly was a chance but to be fair to Cork I mean they had threatened our backs on a couple of occasions and the backs done very very well you know I mean they done very well when the goal went in because Cork really attacked at him yeah. I mean the backs as you said played very very well Grace Welsh was putting her body on the line back yeah. there you know uh, I've be- seen her do it literally yeah. put her body on the line and you know you know, it was kind of a worry because we thought then she was injured because she did go down now, she did I believe like she, it was more so she was just a little bit copper wind like and I know I think you know they kind of worked on her at half time as well like and she just needed to catch her breath again and you know we did see then you know she did give a pass out the wing like and unfortunately it was a bit of a wayward pass and Cork responded to that but I think afterwards Kilkenny like you could not fault their backs they were like demons they Unbelievable, yeah. for everything and it was great to see like and, and even that full back line there if you look at them Michelle Teen Grace Walsh and Tiffy Fitz like it's still quite a young team like you know Grace is definitely your senior player there Michelle Teen has come on leaps and bounds this year well, you just take Michelle team there for a minute and I'm just looking back through my notes I mean Amy O'Connor got five points in total but I only have her down for five frees yeah. like she got nothing from no. play nothing and that's at all. credit to Michelle Tien and the backs yeah. for keeping Amy O'Connor free of scores from play and I can't even remember a typical Amy O'Connor solo run to even try and get uh, to try and even get a score from play because she really, wasn't no. given that opportunity like literally Michelle was on top of her at all times and also the half back line were cutting out the, the, the ball that you know Cork were trying to distribute into her because you could see what they were tr- they were trying to leave her in the corner there leave her between the corner forward and the full back position to try or full forward position because they felt like she would have the pace because let's be fair like to Amy O'Connor she does have a serious burst of pace mm-hmm. there on her but you know, Michelle Michelle Teen, she has been just a stellar player this year. Like her game has come on. 
what was really, really impressed me about Michelle this year is her winning of aerial ball. It's been absolutely phenomenal. She's a small girl, like in stature, but my God, was she able to But there's just no airs rise. and graces. No, you she's know, able she, to rise to the heights and plug a ball out of the air and it's absolutely fantastic to see. She just gets on with it. Yeah. You know, mm. it, the fundamentals is there. You know, do the simple thing right. Yeah. Win your own ball. Get possession of it get on, get a score going for Kilkenny and that's mm. what a lot of the girls do. Um, in fairness as well, the other battles that we really had was in the middle field and why Hannah Looney was probably the orchestrator for a lot of what Cork mm-hmm. done in the first half. I mean, in fairness to Kilkenny, if you have to leave one player go, so be it, but the two players that was there in midfield, as you've mentioned already, they kept Ashing Thompson rather quiet in the mm-hmm. first period, to be fair. Yeah, no, they certainly did. And I think, you know, to be fair, if you looked back at Cork's All-Ireland semi-final win over, over Waterford, Ashing Thompson was the difference in oh, that she game. Was the change like, she was, it, yeah. like, you know, she came on after 20, 25 minutes you know Cork didn't have a score on the board and next thing she just came on and I think it's just her leadership alone for that Cork squad she came in she completely dominated and she she pulled Cork out of the boiling water and put them in a put them in an All-Ireland final but she to me she was definitely nullified last week in the All Ireland final because the they, I think the Kilkenny half back line, half forward line, and midfielders kept it so tight on her that they weren't allowing her to have. They weren't she allowing hadn't got her the to space run like and she hadn't, no, no. She, they weren't allowing her to do anything, and that's what she wants. She wants to have that bit of space. She wants to kind of play that roaming game, and like anybody can do that. But she wasn't allowed to do it, and that's credit to the, that's credit to the Kilkenny girls. Like they knew that you know Cork have had big, massive game winners all over that field. But it was just about you know playing acute and having the right person in the right place at the right time. And even if the likes of Laura Murphy didn't get to her in time, there was always another player ready to back them up as well, which yeah. is really good to see. The team were from Kilkenny was just brilliant. They were first half. Then you said probably came at a good time. Half time mm-hmm. level seven points to one four ahead. Everyone gets down the tunnel very quickly into the dressing room, have a break. Brian Dowling is in there. Message to the girls are probably, you started great, you've taken your foot off the pedal a small little bit, mm-hmm. get back out, get the lead going again, keep doing what you're doing. I'm assuming that's something to the similar lines on what was said. We don't know because we're not privy to any of that. But, I mean, he wouldn't be worried going in at half time too much. I mean, they were still there. They were level. And to be fair, they were four points down against Galway and Athenroy. Mm-hmm. You know, they yep. were leading going against Galway. You know, there were a couple of points down then into the second half as well before they belted on and yep. won it by, I think it was a three or four points in the end there as well so they don't do panic anymore no. no they don't and to be honest with you I can't imagine there would have been a lot of kind of roaring or shouting or bawling in the dressing room at half time I think they would he have he doesn't all, do too much that, no, to be fair no him. they don't to be, to be fair like they don't and I think like they would have remained very very calm they would have been expecting Cork to have their to have their area of grace they had it it was half time so now it was Kilkenny's turn to kind of like bite back on that and I think they would have just tightened up on a few things that they felt when Cork were getting on top that we needed to you know kind of get back into the likes of the midfield especially at midfield like I thought in the second half Kilkenny's midfield definitely tightened up a lot more and they kind of stopped that ball that root one ball that Cork were trying to give in there Um, you know I, I, I think that was really really important and I think you know for Kilkenny coming out in the second half 
they knew that they had a job to do. They knew that they weren't going to leave this one behind them. You know, all the demons of the past were, you know, well and truly gone at this stage. And it was the newer, younger girls, I think, that really kind of forced Kilkenny over the line. But then when you have the stalwarts there that you have, like the likes of Denise Gall there, still showing that she wants to win another All-Ireland more than anything. You know, I think it was just, you know, the second half performance, I definitely think was absolutely excellent. But by far for me, you know, the player that I felt that stood up the most was Katie Nolan. Like she absolutely went for everything. She was phenomenal. She was. She was brilliant. And I suppose, listen, when Denise wasn't having, you know, things weren't going her way on the freeze, Katie did step up to the mark. Like it it was We're going to talk about that now as well because the demons were hovering for a long period of time Mm -hmm. in the second half. Kilkenny were nip and tuck with Cork. There wasn't a lot of scores to be fair in this between the two teams you know if Kilkenny got a couple of points Cork could go they get a couple of points Kilkenny would get one Cork could get one so it was nip and tuck and as you said Denise was after missing a couple mm-hmm. she puts the, the ball down then to Katie Katie takes a couple of frees she gets the frees then Katie misses a free mm-hmm. you know and it goes back to Denise and Denise misses a free Yeah, right this is on the 57th minute and Kilkenny are two points down and Denise Gall chases back, wins the puck out mm-hmm. by Cork, sends a ball down, a lovely little pass down along the line. Sophie O'Dwyer is after coming onto the field at this stage. Yeah. Sophie gets the ball, she passes it in to Jew, or it was actually Katie Nolan actually got the ball in the corner. Katie Nolan then takes it and passes it to Julianne. Julianne shot is blocked. The ball breaks to Neve Dealey, I think it was up there, was it Neve that was in it? I think it was. Neve took a shot and was looping straight in over Amy O'Connor's head. Mm. She manages to get back, bats the ball down, and to be fair, the only one, and we've looked back at the video, that had the, the, the inkling to even think to themselves this might break in front of me I need to get into the square as quickly as possible yeah. and you can actually see it that as soon as the ball is batting back in over Amy O'Connor's head and she's batting down the ball mm. Sophie O'Dwyer is after making a run coming 10 yards into the square the ball bounces lovely on yeah. the hill 16 and bang she pulls on it me and you was worried coming up to that uh, period of time yeah. I was having palpitations in the press box but as soon as that goal went in it just lifted Crow Park the roof went off the, the stadium the cheer that Kilkenny got the support was there it was a goal Kilkenny needed and Sophie O'Dwyer was in the right spot and she damn well finished it very very well yeah, absolutely. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, a goal Ursula Jacob scored in an All-Ireland final a couple of years ago where she just swung on the ground and it went into the back of the net there. And, you know, Sophie did the, the, the exact same thing. And, you know, she didn't panic over it. And a lot of other players would have risen the ball. And, you know, there was a Cork defender yeah. that was in or around there. Like you could say that Amy Lee was kind of nearly kind of had to overstretch herself back too much. And she probably didn't get a good stance and wasn't in a, in the proper kind of, you know, stature to control that ball. And it was, it was definitely so, drifting was, in over a, her head. Yeah, it yeah. was going to go into the back of the net. Like, and I suppose the Cork, the Cork um, back and Amy Lee didn't really probably communicate as well and Sophie O'Dwyer was just there and she just let rip on it she could have taken that ball into her hand and tried to belt it and you know could have lost time herself but she did the right it's a killer instinct and that's the killer instinct that the likes of Sophie O'Dwyer has like she's a forward she's a forward all her life and she just knew exactly what she needed to do and she spoke about it in the interview and she you know she was right if she had missed that she'd have been killed like you know (laughs) because you know she would have but um, you know it was it was an excellent goal for her it just goes to show the work rate that Denise Gall after missing a vital free 
mm-hmm. you know, to put him only a point down yeah. to go win possession, send a lovely ball into the forward line and the goal came from that and realistically, you know, there was no real stopping it from there. Kilkenny went a point ahead. Chloe Sigerson then went down. She won herself a free. Mm-hmm. Um, ball goes in. Amy O'Connor slots it over the bar. It's level. 62 minutes on the clock were four minutes into injury time. That's announced two minutes in. Kilkenny get a free. Denise steps up. She's thinking to herself, God, please, please go over. Please go over. Please go over. She puts down the ball, belts it in over the bar. Kilkenny by a point ahead. Yeah. And they held on until heading into 65 plus minutes on the clock and mm-hmm. we're all roaring and shouting for the final whistle to go. Ashley Thompson gets a point. She's heading into the Davin end. You're gone quiet. I, I've noticed this lately that Lil is beside me on my left-hand side always with the pieces of paper and showing me the sponsors and what has to be done. She gets very, very giddy and Anya's at my right-hand side and she goes so quiet. I'm not she's, able for she's it. Just con- you just concentrate so much that you you actually go quiet and I go mental uh, on it. And I mean, we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And there was definitely someone above and I know who was above in the gods. Like there was definitely two up there that was wheeling that ball wide down at the Davin end. But as soon as that ball went wide, we knew we had yeah. the All-Ireland yeah. final and the joy, the elation. And it was everything that those girls had deserved for the mm. effort that they were after putting in over the last two years um, especially after the semi-final loss they wanted to write yeah. that from last year by God did they do it in style absolutely and just to you know just to go back to the Sofia Dwyer goal like that was a real team goal like it came through so many channels throughout that whole team like and you know and then I suppose you know Cork going down they get an appointment putting a pipe between it or whatever the case may be and then you know Miriam Walsh you know her two points of the day was probably manned to the highest accord because, you know, the the years that she's absolutely having, but her work rate off the ball was absolutely incredible all day. And, you know, she came out, she won that free for Kilkenny. And, you know, kind of reading the interviews over the last couple of weeks and, you know, articles that people are going and they're kind of saying like, you know, for Denise Gall, this would have, should have been just like a normal free, a, a normal free that she's so There's used no to taking. It wasn't like, free, and, no. you know, I'm, you know, we're so used to her kind of standing up in pressurised situations but when you're after missing a couple of frees what's going through your head and I think that kind of shows that the headspace that she was in yes she was after missing a few yes Katie Nolan was after taking over but by God Denise Gall was like no I'm going to take the responsibility of this one on top of my shoulders I'm going to put this over the bar she wouldn't have to me she wouldn't have stood over it unless she knew she until she knew she was confident of taking that and taking that score and by God did she do it but I think you know when Ashley Thompson got that ball like I did I went silent and I went silent in the Galway game as well because I was just like like, I've kind of gone at the stage where I was nearly speechless. I was like, oh, there was like a fear nearly inside. And I had a pit, like the pain in the end of my stomach. I was like, what is going on here? But when I seen Ashing Thompson getting that ball, I was like, you know, this is it. Like, it's going to be her. She's the one that's going to absolutely ruin it. She's going to ruin our plans for the week. <laughs> what is she doing? Look, Does she not know we've things organised? <laughs> there was no point in fouling her. No, um, you Because, couldn't. I mean, Amy O'Connor was going to slot the free over. Yeah. So you just had to kind of step back a small little bit shepherd her as far out as he could yeah. out towards the Cusick and as we said divine intervention definitely helped yeah. push that ball wide but and you know like if that was any previous year that would have gone over the bar yeah. like you know it would have and I think you know when you kind of look back on it 
we were due a bit of luck and yeah, fairness well, yes, we were the Cork have robbed us so many times in all Ireland finals you know Judy White did it one year or Cotter did it in 18 yeah. like, so you know we were entitled to rob Cork or whatever the case may be but you know when you look at it Ashing Thompson she probably could have gone another couple of yards well, she could have yeah. you know she did have a bit of space in front of her and it was very strange to see her not getting that score and you know it was kind of like you you knew by her on her shoulders after the camera was kind of behind her after it and you knew by her that she had the head down she knew that that was the opportunity and that was the missed opportunity and you know in the back of my head I was like no do you know what you've done it to this group girl so many times before you can feel the pain here now and I know that's a terrible thing to say but as a Kilkenny supporter that's exactly how you're going to feel and they have like these we girls have felt have, the pain we, they have like we and have. they've been through it so many times like and you know I felt the bloody pain like I would often I would prefer to be beaten off the field by 10, 11 points than lose than a point by, yeah, yeah. than lose an yeah. All-Ireland final by one point like and you know for those girls I think like it was definitely and that's why I think it was so bittersweet like to just win it by that point like it was better than any All-Ireland that they're ever going to win like and you know they thoroughly thoroughly deserved it and they've just been absolutely phenomenal this year but they've been very, very level-headed as well this year, I think. And they've always kind of kept this mind frame of that, like, you know, we have this inner belief in ourselves, but we're going to just concentrate on one match at a time, get over it, stick to our play, stick to our game plans and just continue it. And I, do you know what? I think for a lot of them, they did actually enjoy it a lot more this year than they have in previous years. And, you know, credit where credit's due, you know, we have an absolutely unbelievable senior management team there and you couldn't ask for a better squad right now. <laughs> You couldn't, and we will get to Brian Dowling very, very soon, but we managed to escape down the lift and down onto the tunnel area. We do have to thank Bridget Ryan, though, because we did meet a surly security guard outside that wouldn't leave us anywhere near the pitch even to get the interviews, but thank you to Bridget. We did manage to get down onto the hallowed turf of Crow Park, and we met with some of the players, and one of those players was Aoife Norris, and this is what she had to say directly after the final whistle. Ethan Norris, Kilkenny, All-Ireland winning goalkeeper. How does that sound? Oh, it's unbelievable, actually. don't think it's sunk in yet, to be honest. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's special and we're really going to enjoy this one. You played so well in the semi-final against Galway. You knew you were going to have a tough against Cork when they won their semi-final as well. It proved to be that way. But sum up how you felt the game was going. Level at half-time. Did you feel that you'd done enough in the, the first half? Yeah, look, like every battle we play against Cork is is a tough one. And like that, we knew we put in a performance against Galway, but we knew we'd have to up it again going out against uh, Cork. And we knew we'd have to bring it, bring our best game. And look, to be really honest, I don't think we had our best, best. Uh, we didn't top our performance that we could have done. But uh, look, a win is a win. And yeah, half time we're going in level, but like our whole message to the team was just not to panic. And we have full belief in this in this panel of players and management and we just knew if we stuck to the process that it hopefully gets over the line. You never panicked even late on into injury time. You could see how much of a unit you were there. The backs were playing very, very well and your puckouts, the strategy of putting them in pinpoint perfect puckouts really kept the pressure on Cork for that last couple of minutes. Yeah, look, we have serious uh, air fielders out there. Julianne Malone, I was probably landing them on her all the time now but she was plucked them out of the air. I uh, have Julianne, Michaela, Gaul, so many options. So my job is easy just to hit it out, I suppose. It's, it's there winning that primary possession. It's key. Well, Aoife Norris, All-Ireland champion. Go enjoy the rest of the celebrations. We will indeed. Thank you. <laughs> 
and she certainly did enjoy the celebrations one other player that we caught up with very quickly after the final whistle is of course one of your club mates and you know all about her she was battling all through it even going down injured there was no way that Grace Welsh was coming off that field of play uh, in the All-Ireland final and this is what Grace had to say to us immediately after the whistle as well <laughs> You're hardly shy Grace Welsh you were here in 2020 in an empty stadium it was eerie you won the All-Ireland final but you're actually here in front of all your family here in the Hogan stand celebrating today what exactly does it mean? Uh, to be honest Martin 2020 was so so special um, because it was so different but sitting here with my family brothers sister they're sisters to me now anyway because they're married into the family parents nieces nephews it's incredible there's, there's no feeling like it sum up the game for us because Cork is Cork always was going to go down to the wire but to come out with a victory like that in the manner you done it it's something special it was actually breathtaking. I couldn't felt like I couldn't breathe for most of the game. It was one of the toughest games between the semi-final and the final. At the final whistle, I think the majority of us couldn't even jump up in the air. We were so wrecked, to be honest. But look, it's an absolute buzz now. We're, we're after getting over the finish line on top. Come here to me. We were worried for you in the first half. We know the Welsh clan, how strong ye are and how stubborn ye probably are as well, that ye never want to come off. But sum up what you went through because we thought at one stage you were finished. There was no way you were coming off that field there today. Well, Martin, you're the only person that doubted doubted us because every player on that team, I know, not one person had any doubt. I never doubted you, but when you went down injured, I was certainly having me doubts. No, no, I was grand. I was grand. I was just uh, taking me time there for a few minutes. But look, we knew, we knew ourselves. There was no no other outcome only us coming out on top, and and that's what, what matters. It's special. You couldn't bring home the cup in 2020. You're going to be able to bring her home tonight, celebrate with friends, celebrate with family. It's coming back to Kilkenny as well, which is going to make it even more special. But just what, and I know you'll get over tonight, what is it going to be like celebrating with everybody in Kilkenny tomorrow evening for the homecoming? It's just going to be so special. Looking out at the crowd and the supporters um, this year is just going to be sensational and I cannot wait. I'm just looking at Finn and Pippa here and I'm just so excited to have him all I want is to hug him and kiss him and it's just great it's great to have the supporters and family around Well Philip and Pippa is here so I'll start with Pippa tell us what's Grace like as a player She's very good Very good and was she brilliant there today? Yeah Phil what do you think of Grace? She's brilliant She's brilliant were you shouting loud for her? Yeah And did you think before you came up today that they were going to win? Yeah Well fair play to you (laughs) Congratulations, well done. Another All-Ireland final. I'll let you celebrate it with your family. Enjoy and enjoy the celebrations tonight. Thanks very much, Martin. Thank you. It is special on you to be able to celebrate it. We were in the stadium in 2020 as well and, you know, it wasn't possible uh, for anybody to be celebrating it, but um, it was fantastic to be able to do it. Yeah, it certainly was. And I think... You know, when you kind of look back at all the pictures, you know, after the celebrations of the All-Ireland this year, it was just, it was just so emotional looking at them. There was a fabulous picture of Katie Nolan with her mum and dad after the game. Yeah. And there was another gorgeous one of Kira and Neve feeling with their granddad. And of course, then there was an unbelievable one of Miriam and Grace with all the Welshes. And sure, of course, Eva Prendergast was thrown in there because she's half Tullerone now, really, at this <laughs> stage now. You know, we're going to claim her eventually. So, um, you know, and it was great to see like all of them there as well. And there was just so much 
many beautiful pictures coming and it was just the relief and the tears in like their parents' eyes, their grandparents' eyes. Like because at the end of the day, like families have sacrificed so much for these girls as well. Like, you know, you know, I'm sure they've you know, the girls have probably missed out on yeah, holidays, family and, yeah. occasions and all that. And they kind of have to they've probably had to adjust their lives around the girls as well. Like, you know, so it's you know, it's one big massive team effort and you know, it, it involves their families, it involves because that's the support structure that they're getting. And without that support that they probably wouldn't be the players they are. And you know, those girls would tell you that themselves, like their biggest supporters are their are their families yeah. and their parents. So you know, they, it was just great do to it see without their help. No, like, to be fair, no, absolutely not. Like, can you ask anybody? You know, like I know, like when we were playing, it was like our parents were our biggest supporters, and you know they would travel the length and breadth of the country to go watch you in a match. Like, and you know, it was gone to a stage where before I started driving, like my parents could be, you know, my mother could have to drive me to Mullinavat one day, and you know I'd have to be in maybe Kells Road another day, or you could be in Dublin another day, or Cork, and you know, it's just, you know, that's what they do. They sacrifice it for their children and, you know, all the families have done this as well and it was great to see so many of those beautiful, lovely pictures of the girls going to the stadium and that's something that I think, you know, we've yes, we've had missed. it in previous, yes, we've had it in previous years but it probably hasn't been highlighted as much since after COVID yeah. when players can actually celebrate, they actually, they make the effort, they go over to the stands to speak to their families and, you know, it's absolutely phenomenal to see, it's great and, you know, even to see all like needs and nephews and everything you know getting out onto the field as well it was brilliant like there were so many beautiful beautiful pictures um, of all families supporting each other and you know, it was absolutely great to see, and you know, it's what it's what the it's what Camogie, it's all about. It's you know, it's a big family event, and we have to say fair play to the the Crow Park Stewart this year as well, because normally you're shepherded off the field as quickly as possible and get off it, but they didn't. Like, I mean, we were there for a good part of an hour afterwards, down on the sideline, soaking up the atmosphere, um, and enjoying it with the players as well. And I suppose two of the elder states women of the team, that they mightn't like me saying that, but the realistic part is they are um, and they were instrumental in what went on one of those of course was the winning score and it was Denise Gall and I caught up with herself and Katie Power as well down on the Crow Power pitch I tell you one thing there'll be many a dance going north side tonight I'm joined by Denise Gall and by Katie Power down pitch side here in Crow Park Denise Gall can you sum up your emotions after that? I <laughs> just absolutely buzzing, I'd say, but I don't know. Just unreal to come out on the right side of a one-point match, to be honest. Katie, what was it like playing in a game like that, up high above in level seven? The atmosphere seemed to be unreal. The support here today for you was phenomenal. It was incredible. I definitely have never played in front of such a big crowd, and the goodwill that we've got from Kilkenny the last two weeks has been. I've never experienced anything like it and to come out here today do things the hard way of course but like for once to be on the right side of a one point game oh, it's, it doesn't even seem real it's just a bit surreal at the moment to be honest They're never easy one point victories especially when they come against Cork and I know RT is waiting on you so I'm going to hurry with you <laughs> quickly but to get one back on Cork after defeat in 17 and 18 to be on the right side of a one point victory today it really is something special it is but sure look this wasn't about Cork this is all about Kilkenny and we want to go out there and do it for ourselves knowing Cork they can do what they want but we'll come back to it with the cuffed, cup tonight and the way you actually done it you, you really played very well you played as a defensive unit 
I, what was said at half time like he went in level after such a fantastic first half what did Brian say to you? Ah, not in major like sure we've been down on half times in a lot of matches this year and even the Galway match look we know how to come back and was just getting gelling together there in the second half and working our socks off and that's what we've done I think Right go on we'll let you go to RT and I'll stay here with Katie Katie we're here in 2020 there was nobody in the stadium no. just played here at night time yeah. you didn't even get to bring back the cup no by God, there's going to be some homecoming tomorrow night. There's going to be some celebrations on horse already. Like, this is what it's about, and as good as 2020 was for the girls, our families couldn't even celebrate our victories and the victory itself. But by God, have they stuck with us this year when everything was thrown at us, everything possible. And they, I'm so happy for our families, our parents, our clubs to be here and just to see how much this means to everyone it's just incredible just talk, talk about family and friends what was it like to have your mini me <laughs> you and me going now as well to have Katie Lonergan as a cup bearer bring out the O'Duffy Cup there before the game lovely to watch like I, I obviously didn't get to see it boys and like that's what it's all about we're the lucky people that get to run around the field and put on the black and amber and there's girls young girls out there and they dream of this and this is their dream so we're literally living it out and to put a smile on Kate Lonergan's face that's what it's all about isn't it and that's why we play the game and that's that's what these days are for Well you know something go find her and go enjoy them celebrations Thanks Emil Thank you and the celebrations certainly did continue. Just after being reminded of something there that uh, Laura Murphy's granny, who I think is 94, 95 years young, um, was never in Crow Park, I don't think, before. And she wanted to go and watch Laura Murphy play in an all Ireland final. And it was actually up on the Munster Camogie page. They tagged us in it. Um, that was absolutely beautiful to, to see Anya. Um, and even the uh, the little poster that she was holding up in front of her, like she She's one proud granny after uh, watching Laura play in Crow Park. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? <laughs> isn't it, you know, isn't it some statement to say that, you know, your first time getting to Crow Park here to watch your granddaughter win an All-Ireland final there and, you know, have the, have another great performance did Laura again in an All-Ireland final. And of course, you know, to be fair to Laura, she's really what pushed Kilkenny over the line in the All-Ireland semi-final scoring that 1-1. And, you know, she's the type of player that she's worked, she's been working extremely hard to get onto this Kilkenny senior your team she over the last couple fair, of years yeah. like and you know she probably started off in 2016 on that squad and really probably only kind of made her statement this year really kind of settling into and being a regular starter she in that start from the, the league anyway yeah definitely. definitely you know and you know it just goes to show like the hard work that she's put in like yeah she okay she came went back and she played um, intermediate for a year or two and you know I think that's very important though as well for the players like that they do do that because it does help with their development too um, but but yeah, do you know what? She has worked extremely hard and, you know, fair juice to her. You know, she's just she's she's just been incredible this year and it was, you know, great to see those pictures of her herself and her granny as well. It certainly was. Well, two other players that has put in phenomenal performances and we didn't know at the time. We had an inkling. You had voted Katie Nolan the player of the match uh, during our live commentary. But we managed to catch up with Katie Nolan and Mary O'Connell after the final whistle as well. Katie Nolan, go easy on the water. I know you need it because, by God, uh, that was tough out there. That was tough, yeah. That was very tough. Um, so I don't think we ever do that in easy. So, yeah, um, we're kind of used to the toughness, but sure, anything you play Cork, and no matter who you play in an All-Ireland final, it's going to be tough. 
describe the atmosphere here in Crow Park today because you were here in 2020 before you were part of the team as well completely different but to have the stands full and everybody cheering you during the parade what was it like? Yeah, I loved 2020 first of all like when I thought it was Savage laid back and it was just a great day but I suppose today is a lot more special like having family and friends here and for, for them to be able to be a part of it, it's, yeah, it's very special. Well, to have colleagues beside you as well is even more special. Mary O'Connell, what a fantastic game. And to be crowned All-Ireland champions, at the end of uh, a thrilling campaign, you've gone undefeated in the league and the championship this year. You must be really, really proud of your achievements. Yeah, look, I, I know it might be cliche, but this group is such a special group. And, you know, we, we've been ups and downs all year and we kept coming back stronger and... What a more fitting way than to finish this journey with such a special group of people and we're absolutely thrilled. Tell us about the first half that you you because you really dominated the first 15 minutes. Car kind of took over but you went in level at half-time. What was the mood like in the dressing room at half-time? Well, no, no one was panicking because usually at half-time we're down so being level wasn't a bad thing um, and we knew we switched off and we knew Cork were going to get their purple patch so I think yeah, it was just, we showed great character the way we dug it out to the very end and that's one thing we promised ourselves all the time is that we'd stay going to the very end Mary was nipping talk as well in the second half did you feel at any time as a team that was slipping away from you before you got the magnificent goal down on Hill 16 again I mean to do it again Galway in the semi-final but to do it in the All-Ireland something special as well and for Sophie to turn up to do it as well out of the blue the most unlikeliest of players but it was a well deserved goal oh, I was just lucky I wasn't on the end of it I probably would have went over the bar no but look uh, look you know that's, that's what's getting us out of these big games is you know the boys have it drilled into us Tommy Sheffield has it drilled into us you know the match not over till the final whistle goes and you know you, you, you have so much time to claw back a, you know, a lead on the other side so look just just unbelievable stuff. What, no better way to win it than, than to have it that sort of way. Well, Neve Dealey is after joining us as well, so she might as well join in with us. Neve, what an occasion. All-Ireland champions. You must be a proud James Stevens woman tonight. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Proud, proud of Soph there, getting the, yeah. or getting the goal there at the end. I know, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable feeling to get over the line and just by a point as well. And it does show how much of a panel effort it is. Like we say it all the time, but like again, Sophie comes on and gets gets a goal. Like yeah. Well, I spoke with Steffi and Tiffy earlier, and she was surprised to see Tiffy coming up and getting the very first point yeah. of the game. But you've seen Sophie do it in training at matches with your club as well. But to see her do it in an All Ireland final here in Crow Park, you must have been really, really proud to see that. Ah, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Like we were saying there, you create your own look and that time we did like Sophie was there on the edge of the square right time right place and got in back of the net never so happy to see you hitting it now while the one beside you here was playing well in the forward line yeah. you and the backs were playing very very well as well I mean you were under severe pressure for long periods of time there but you stuck together as a unit you didn't really panic and you came away with the victory even when it was going well over uh, injury time there as well I mean did you ever think at one stage he was going to blow the final whistle no, um, yeah, like that's what we've been saying all year. Just stick to the plan, work the ball out, don't panic. And thankfully, that's just what we did today and just got it out and got over the line and just unbelievable feeling. You're still two young members of the team. You have All-Ireland medals there. What exactly does it mean to go and win an All-Ireland medal in Crow Park? There's, there's nothing bigger, there's nothing better. It's what you train for all year for... So yeah, it's just like it won't sink in for a few days, I'd no. say. But you know, you can never get in yet. No, not at all. No, no. 
I'd say, yeah, it'll be a week or more. At least, at least I'd say, yeah. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot of celebrations, but the homecoming tomorrow night is going to be something special back in Kilkenny, albeit the Cup is coming home tonight, but the homecoming is always something special, especially when you're champions and it's not going to be any different tomorrow night. No. Great to come. Great to go, great to go home to Kilkenny tonight. And we'll have all our family and friends, like we were saying there in 2020, we didn't get to celebrate with them, but it's so much better getting to come over to the stand here and see them all and just see. They're the ones that are with us and, you know, they're dropping us from when we were younger and everything. Just And then just to see a smile on their face is unbelievable. So. Well, you wouldn't see two bigger smiles here. The minute Mary O'Connell is gone, but Neve Dealey and Casey Nolan, All-Ireland champions, congratulations. Go and enjoy it. Big smiles is right, no matter when you come across Katie Nolan, she has a smile on her face. And even when we visit Temple Street uh, last Tuesday, uh, Mon- Monday. Monday morning, was it Monday morning? It was Monday morning, yep. Um, a big smile on her face again, even putting uh, a smile on uh, a Waterford girl's face. Uh, I think Josive was the girl's name. Um, but yeah, look, the, before we go to the, the last interview, Onion, we're going to talk about the, the management team as well. What a homecoming! the girls got on Monday I mean it was phenomenal from the time that they came out of their bit of grub in Langton's to get onto the open top bus in John Street there um, it was phenomenal like the crowd the, the pipers you know fair play to the the lads as well I mean I know uh, we're going to find the names I know Anthony and Tony Kai was there um, and I have the third uh, name somewhere as well Lil, you can check my phone there because Tony or send it on to me but then to come down to the, the courthouse on you as well and to see the, the crowd that was there Eugene Boland that was the third piper um, wow just wow like mm-hmm. I mean we were there in 2016 when both teams won it the crowd was significant that day but by God, like it was just, just mind blowing to see the the streets completely chock a block. Get down to the courthouse; they all filter in. Then it's just mag- a magnificent sea of black and amber, um, and you can tell by a lot of the girls actually got quite emotional um, afterwards. Even seeing the the crowds and that that was there, but it was nothing more than the dessert. Absolutely, and. It was so, you know what, it was just so lovely to see like so many people out and their thousands really to support them because, you know, as you said, they absolutely deserved it. And, you know, you could see all the videos that were going up on social media, you know, that night and, you know, every inch of every street in Kilkenny that the bus went down was covered in black and amber, was covered with people. And, you know, even just there's some lovely pictures. There's a, there's a deadly picture, I think it's Eva Prendergast just holding up the cup on top of the courthouse and she's facing inwards and you can just see a sea of black and amber right behind her and it's just it's just everybody is crazy like I was down in the crowd and oh my god like it was it was deadly it was brilliant and people were singing and dancing away and like even there must be apartment blocks just directly straight across from it and every single one of those windows was open and there were people out with their phones and they were recording the whole thing and you know I'd say the tourists around probably thought that this must be a regular thing that goes on (laughs) on a Monday and the streets close off because they were loving it they were out dancing and like even up little laneways there was people up little laneways trying to get out and have a look at it it was absolutely brilliant it was so well done and it was just so good to see so many people there and you know all the girls families in involved in it as well like you know and you know so many nieces like I've seen Miriam Welsh's nieces and nephews were all in there and they were holding their their flags and their little posters and you know it was just it was unbelievable it was great and it was so great to see then the girls come and 
down from the courthouse and mixing in with the crowd and you know getting their pictures taken it was you know by far I think one of the best homecomings that has been in Kilkenny in a long time for any any squad and you know I think you know it was truly magnificent it was absolutely brilliant to them um, so well, we were well the bottom music half was of the great bus. crack as well yeah. before it all yeah. was going on so yeah it was you know it was, it was brilliant now it was really well done and you know it's you know they deserve more, they deserve that and more because they surely did put on a spectacle of a show on Saturday and you know why else they, they got a homecoming fit for Queens because that's yeah, exactly what they, they are. certainly did well we were on the, the bottom half of the bus I don't know what it was like in the top half of it because you couldn't get near it but I do know that Marty Morrissey was on the top half and he'd only small little bit of recording and he actually came down to the bottom half of the bus with it as well and he was like you know is this the biggest crowd that you've ever seen and we had to look around and we're like yeah Marty it is mm. like he couldn't believe it the amount of people that came out and why they were actually putting it into the courthouse and as always said to him is just wait yeah. just wait and you'll see yourself why it is yeah. and he came to us afterwards and uh, he said now I can understand it because it just was phenomenal but yeah what a homecoming oh, it's one that I will never ever forget yeah. as I said 2016 was special but uh, last Monday night it certainly was special as well talking about special we have a special group of people that leads this team week in week out they put in so much work in the background there's a lot of fellas this year that has many an All-Ireland medal uh, when it comes to hurling they've put their time they've put their effort into getting these girls to the top of the pile they are the cream mm. of the crop and they deserve so much credit for it and you're going to talk a little bit about the man at the helm right after we hear from himself that is of course Brian Dowling Brian Dowling I saw you after the final whistle with your family down on the pitch sum up your emotions because I'm so bloody emotional watching the game what a fantastic way to win a victory and it must be sweet for yourselves I know Cork is Cork but to get one back on him by a one point as well it must be special Oh look it's just unbelievable feeling now Martin you know I suppose it wasn't looking too good there at the end but I suppose these guys stay going and stay going and we said it all year stay going and you never know we'll get a lucky break and look we got the lucky break for the goal I suppose it rebounded lovely and you have to be in the right place and fair play to Sophie she was there and brilliant finish and we got the goal and we needed that goal at the time I suppose and look it was looking like it was heading to heading to a replay there I thought at one stage but we somehow got there I suppose like Denise Gall Mary Welsh Katie Power these girls Grace Welsh they've suffered at the heart of, of Cork by the last minute point and look turned away other way around today and we're just so happy now that we're all Ireland champions Sum up the first half for us because you had an excellent quarter the first 15 minutes you were outstanding maybe didn't make enough of the chances that you had but Cork really dominated the final quarter but to win level at half time what were your thoughts? Uh, look I suppose I thought we were hurling really well at the start but it was disappointing with, we weren't, not, weren't more up I thought we missed a couple of handy scores we weren't clinical like we normally are and you know I kind of thought they might come back to, to bite us and they did in the second half I suppose Cork went ahead but I said it at half time I said it has and every time momentum is huge and we got back and it was nip and tuck there for a while I think Cork weren't scoring too much in the second half bar a couple of frees and that and you know Mackie got through there once it could have been a goal to hit over the bar so look we just got there somehow and all Ireland's are for winning whatever way you can win and I said coming up if you won five points to four I'll take it and we won by a pint and that's as good as anything now sum up the atmosphere here today because it was absolutely electric when you were last here in 2020 it was eerie it was night time there was no crowds at all in the stands you couldn't even bring home the cup but to have the crowds here cheering you on because as soon as that goal went in the roof lifted off Crow Park yeah with some support look fair play to everyone from Kilkenny for coming up today we really appreciate it you know and 
we've said it all year. You know, I said it last year, it didn't happen. Our aim was uh, winning All-Ireland with, with our family, our friends, our supporters. 2020, we come up here, got to leave the cup here, and I'll never forget going home and all the parents, the families were in Spring Hill Court Hotel at half three in the morning and a lashing rain, like, and that's what it meant to them. They didn't get to celebrate with these girls. They were there in 17, 18 and 19 when we lost in the Red Cow Hotel, and they're the ones who supported the girls. I'm so happy that they get to celebrate this joy and, you know, even the last time we didn't get to celebrate it properly, but by God, we're going to celebrate this one. I was just going to say at the homecoming tomorrow evening, it's going to be something special, especially down at the courthouse. I'd say they won't be able to fill the amount of people that's going to turn up. I haven't even thought about that. Look, I want to, can't wait to bring the cup home tonight, first of all, and, you know, usually in a match you want time to go fast, but I hope the next 48 hours goes really slow, really slow, because... Just this feeling is unbelievable, you know. Pau Neal said it to the lads the other night. He said, stop finding the whistle goes and you're all Ireland champions, you know. Everything that's gone on before us, you forget about it. And it's just such a special feeling, like, you know. And look, at the end of the day, it's a game of hurling, unfortunately. There's a lot of other tragedies going on, you know. And send our condolences to the current family this time. It's just such a terrible time for them. And, you know, look, we've had, we've had, we've had a terrible time during the year as well. And fair play to these girls, they backed away from that. And then every time we were, we were through a challenge, they kept back fighting. And, that's what the character they have within this group. You said it before, tragedy struck around Paul Shefflin, your own uncle, you know. It brought the girls together, really, as a unit. And you could see that because they fought for one another out on that field. The back line in particular, in the last five to six minutes, even during injury time, when he was going into the fifth and possibly even into the sixth minute, you know, you really held firm, you stood your ground. And that's what shows true character in a team. By God, have you that in a bucket? Oh, look, to have so much of it. Uh, you know, the back's there at the end. Grace Welsh came out with one ball, you know. Michelle Thien, the next one, you know. It was just inspirational stuff. And, you know, it's just our backs this year have been absolutely immense to defend the way they have in, in these games with the players that we've gone five players from last year's championship gone and for you know Tiffy Fitzgerald starting the first all who scores the first point Tiffy Fitzgerald you know and that, that just sums it up and uh, you know, I look I just can't say it enough and so proud of them now it's all about them girls and the girls that didn't get to play today you know they pushed the girls and training all the time and you know we had a meeting on Friday night it was one of the most powerful meetings I've ever uh, been involved in it was it was happy, there was tears, it was emotional. You know, it was just unbelievable and uh, we're just so happy now that uh, we're champions. Ryan Dowling, you just said it. Congratulations, you are the winning manager of the Senior All-Ireland Camogie Champions. Go on and enjoy it, boy. Uh, all right, thanks a million for everything, lads, OK? okay. Right. Isn't this savage? I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to get in at the end of it, isn't this savage? It surely was. He's certainly putting his hand up for contender or for manager of the year uh, later on at the All-Stars function as well. And to be honest, Anya Fahi, no one could really begrudge it to him because what he has done with this team in four short years to be All-Ireland champions two in the last three is something phenomenal. And for himself... Uh, Pat O'Neill, um, Ray Challoner, uh, Tommy Shefflin, um, and Philly Larkin. I mean, there's others there in the backroom team as well that's helping them. But I mean, the wealth of knowledge that those boys bring to us, we can't really say enough about them, can we? No, and we couldn't ask for a better, a better senior management team. I think. You know, for me in all the years that you know I've been following Kilkenny Camogie or you know been involved in them. I think they're definitely the best management team that we've ever had. Um, their experience alone, uh, their passion for their game, their respect towards the girls. And I think that goes a long way. And I think, to be honest with you, I think this year, I think 
they really put a massive amount of belief back into the girls that they are just as good and just as capable and I feel like the girls have now got the, you know I think you know I think they put an awful lot of belief back into the whole Kilkenny Camogie community as well that you know the girls are they work just as hard as their male counterparts and you know and it's great to see these guys they're all former ex-hurlers like so they've all seen what you know they've they've come through the GA they've been the there done it they've and, done yeah. it all and now they're giving back to the Camogie and that's absolutely brilliant to see you know and it's great and you know we are just we're we're steeped in luck to have those boys and you know they have been absolutely phenomenal and you know I suppose we have to thank their families as well for allowing them out of the house three, four, five nights a week and you know to put in the because it's hard on them as well like you know they're obviously after sacrificing an awful lot too and you know, but I thought it was absolutely lovely then to see um, Brian's wife Alison singing yeah. at the homecoming too. And, you know, that really just kind of suggested that this isn't just all about the girls and the management team. It's about their families and all their partners and their friends. That's what it's about. They're all one big unit. And it was absolutely great to see that too. Um, I think, yeah, listen, we're so, so lucky. I hope they're still there next year. You know, we're not going to delve into that, but I really We're not do. going to let them go. No, I'll exactly. You, we'll, we'll I think, have a fight on our hands To be there. honest with you, and to be honest with you, like, I think Kilkenny Camogie Board really need to make sure that they can keep these boys in place now next year and, you know, go on. They've built something really, really special with this group of girls and I think it's going to be vitally important that we keep that going next year. Um, I don't see, there's no, in my opinion, there's no reason why they can't, why they should have to go. I think there's plenty of them there that, you know, they they can stick it out for another year and I think I think you know it's definitely what we need these guys are excellent at their job they're the dream team as far as I'm concerned they need to be kept there there's nobody else that's going to be able to fill their boots in my opinion hey, you're getting no complaints from this side over here so okay. you're not um, it has been a fantastic championship overall um, I mean it's great to see Antrim coming up uh, the mm-hmm. ranks and winning the junior that was a yeah. fantastic game and as well the junior to be fair. football last weekend as yeah, well for the buzz for yeah, Antrim and we have to mention Dervla Cosgrove. Um, wow. I mean, holy macaroni. I mm-hmm. mean, three goals in 84 seconds in the North Ireland final in Crow Park. Yeah. I mean, if Tiffy Fitzgerald was dreaming of starts in a senior final, I mean, Dervla was certainly dreaming of scoring a goal in Crow Park. Did she ever think she'd get a hat-trick within two minutes? God, no, absolutely not. And don't you know, Antrim seniors are going to be definitely pulling oh, to try and get her in next year as well. Because, you know, what what an exhibition she gave. Like, it was absolutely phenomenal. And, but and it was a great game. It was. It was a really game. I actually got to watch it somewhere else in Dublin um, but it do you know what I really I actually thought Armagh were going to do it mm-hmm. but it was those goals it was those three goals that Derby Cosgrove they, it, they literally just buried Armagh alive like that was it they were done and dusted there was absolutely no coming back from it I literally at one stage I turned around I I picked up a newspaper to hand it to my father and by the time I turned back she had three goals in the back <laughs> of the net and even my father looked up and he was kind of like that has to be wrong. They're they're after jumping there, like and even like and like Stephen was there as well, and he was just kind of looking at it going, I ah, know, like we'd literally just taken our eyes off for literally not even two minutes. So you missed the best part. We of missed the best part of yeah. the Junior All Ireland because we were too busy looking at a newspaper, uh, looking at something else for a split second, and ended up missing. It. But yeah, absolutely brilliant, phenomenal. We wait till half time to to see to see the highlights of it. But yeah, it was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. Well, fair play Antrim. to Antrim. Yeah. It's certainly going to be a busy time for them senior intermediates as well now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
commiserations to Armagh um, congratulations to Galway though as well our friends up there I mean it was a, a good win for uh, Cahill Murray and his team and I have to mention Frank Duane as well because no matter where I meet Frank um, he's the kid man in Galway he's such a gentleman as well and such a lovely guy so uh, delighted for all in Galway that they managed to bring home some silverware um, as well but overall Anya it has been a very good championship so what has been your highlight of the year apart from the All-Ireland final win yeah obviously you can't say that because that obviously is going to be it do you know what there's been a couple of kind of points throughout the year that you've been just kind of you kind of stand back and you look at it and you know I suppose Sarah Crowley's point in the Leinster final on her knees knees, that was absolutely phenomenal Laura Murphy's goal in the All-Ireland semi-final uh, Pat O'Neill in shorts in the All Ireland final with the pasty white legs roaming around Crow Park. I was stunned and to mini, be fair. And the mini socks. And as well. the, yeah, exactly. Um, but to be fair, now if he didn't put on the socks, it wouldn't have worked properly. No, no. And you know his daughters need to show him a bit of Dove moisturizer there because they were fairly pasty. Um, you know Tiffy Fitz's point, I thought in the All Ireland final was absolutely phenomenal. Obviously, you know the highlight of the year would have to be you know Eva Prendergast standing on. On top of the standing on top of the Hogan stand lifting the cup um, I, I honestly I just can't pick one but I suppose like I think the, as a whole the team performance against Galway in the All-Ireland semi-final definitely definitely for me was unbelievable and you know what it was probably a way better performance than the performance that was in the All-Ireland final if I'm being if I'm being brutally honest but I think that just goes to show how talented they are like yeah. you know they really are they're absolutely phenomenal and I think I think definitely the the game the All-Ireland semi-final I think that's what really turned turned their year for them um, and I feel like they knew that, that that was the one that they needed to get over and I think it was absolutely phenomenal Standout player of the year I know we're going to have this debate when it comes to the All-Stars as well because there are several players on that Kilkenny team has put up their hand for an All-Star I mean Limerick done it uh, last year or the year before I think was it 10 they came away 10 All-Stars they came away mm-hmm. with I mean Kilkenny will certainly be pushing for many many All-Stars in this year's uh, team of the year when it's announced later on but your standout player overall for the whole of the the season. Okay, just before I mention the player's name, I do. I just have to. Mention I don't like other doing players. this. Yeah, there is I just a lot have of to players. Other yeah. players. I thought Ethan Ars this year was absolutely spectacular in goal. If she's not a shoe in for an all star somebody needs to go to Specsavers because there, in my opinion there's absolutely no way in hell that she should not be an all-star Michelle Teen has been incredible and is 100% another all-star in my opinion um I think Katie Nolan has been just another little pocket rocket this year. She's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, we need to copyright that because that's our saying. There's nobody yeah. else robbing that on us this year, no, I can tell you. Like there's so, Julianne Malone has been phenomenal. Laura Murphy has been phenomenal. But to be fair, there cannot be any arguments about it when it comes to it. And again... I'm pushing it out there. I'm not just saying it because she's my club mate and a good friend of mine. But by far by a long country mile 
the player of the year is Miriam Walsh from Tullerone. She has just been incredible. Freaked. Noel McGree is probably going to try and claim that it's all down to his hard work and it's all down to well, him she might be to get married in November. Yeah, well, she might be only a club mate now for so long because when Noel gets the ring on I can see the transfer coming fairly quickly. And I can tell you straight out Martin that is absolutely not going to happen. Both myself and herself may be living in Freshford but we certainly will never be playing for <laughs> Freshford and uh, that won't be happening with Miriam either. I definitely think think when you look at her this year her game has come on um, she's just been a real real leader she has been an absolute thorn in the side for every single defender in the country but it's her work rate off the ball when she's scoring what she's been scoring like she had 820 something 822 yeah, I think going yeah. into the All-Ireland final in Championship I just think that she is you know she's like she's definitely a full forward at All-Star and she, you would be crazy to not pick her for player of the year there's no in my opinion it's probably the easiest pick for the player of the year Well she's in for the PWC monthly award yeah, with uh, exactly. Katie Nolan, Nolan um, and Ashley Thompson, Thompson. Yeah. So um, yeah, get voting people there's two Kilkenny girls there make yeah. sure you get onto the social media channels and get voting for it while everything for Kilkenny end of things was fantastic the whole weekend was fantastic going mm-hmm. to Tempest Street was fantastic the homecoming was fantastic the banquet on the Sunday night back in Kilkenny absolutely fantastic but there is a runner-up in it, and to be fair to Cork, I mean, we have been there several times over and over with them as well. But one thing, and I don't want to give them too much airtime either, but I thought on the Sunday game, Paddy uh, Murray's comments um, as a pundit and a former manager, of a lot of those girls left a lot to be desired, and in my opinion was nothing short of a disgrace. To be honest, I don't even want to comment because you're dead right. He doesn't deserve the airtime. He came across really petty yeah. and a bit sour and bitter. To be honest with you, and it was. But kind how of could like, you? Like, I mean, you have the, them girls for what? Ten, a lot of yeah. them girls for ten years, but and honest, you go and you lambaste them like that. Like, but to be honest with you, it was kind of like nearly it kind of came across as they can't win without me kind yeah. of an attitude, and. You know, I don't think he warrants much, to be no, fair. No, he doesn't, like but he, I, I... I think I he did. let himself yeah. down a bit, to be fair. And I think, you know, if I was a player on that would have played under him, I'd be absolutely disgusted with him. Um, you know, you have to give credit to credit where credit's due to Cork as well. I think, you know, they've had some they've had some massive games this yeah. year. They've been really good. And I suppose for a team that a lot of people would have said are nearly basically in transition, like they would have said with Kilkenny, yeah, to be fair yeah. as well. Cork have pretty proved an awful lot this year and they've had some massive players there. I think Libby Coppinger has been excellent, even though she was on Miriam Walsh in the All-Ireland final I think Lindby Coppinger did have a really good game as well she was absolutely phenomenal in the All-Ireland semi-final against Waterford Saoirse McCarthy you know she's surely going to get an all-star there to wing back you know I think she was excellent this year as well um, you know Fiona Keating had a very good All-Ireland final you know there's you know Cork I think can be very happy with themselves this year you know obviously you know losing a second All-Ireland final in a row it's it's going to be a hard one to take but I think you know Cork have done They're some really good things again. Cork have always had a really good as much as like you hate playing against Cork and you hate losing to Cork Cork have set a standard in Camogie that they you know everybody should should be rising to and you know we can all hate them but they've set a really good standard for Camogie and that's what you have to admire about them as well. Yeah, there's um, great rivalry yeah, there and in absolutely fairness. Absolutely, and mean, there's respect yes. as well. Like, I think you have to go with that too. Hannah Looney, I think, is excellent. Ashing Thompson, obviously excellent as well. But, you know, whatever about who, you know, people that 
in my opinion, don't you know warrant a comment like that. They can they can leave it off. Yeah, no, you know they, they're taken away from that group of girls that have put in an awful lot of effort and yeah. have been stalwarts of Cork Camogie for many a year. Well, I tell you one thing: if I was a relation of any of them and I came across him at some stage, yeah, I wouldn't be very complimentary to him afterwards. <laughs> the last bit, of course, is uh, intercounty season. There's a lot of hurlers and uh, two of the Camogie stars from the All Ireland final taking part in the hurling for cancer game next Tuesday tomorrow evening actually um, well we're recording on a Monday so it's actually going out uh, this evening when you're listening to it um, so just uh, to wish Miriam and all of the teams uh, that's taking part in is because Jim Bulger's stars even though it's managed by uh, a Wexford man which we won't hold that against him uh, there's a lot of Kilkenny names on it you have the likes of Jackie Turl, Paul Murphy you have TJ Reid Adrian Mullen Eddie Brennan Wally Welsh uh, you know there's a lot a lot of names uh, that's there as well Aidan Taggy Fogarty Michael Fenley um, and he's going to be joined by Liam Cahill Jim Bulger and Dave Burney as well um, in his selectors role and of course Davy Russell's best is going to be managed by the one and only the legend that only retired for a short time ago Brian Cody is going to be taking the mantle there with our friend down in Wexford Ursula Jacob and Shane Foley as well and it's going to be great crack and a bit of fun and it's all for a worthy cause because since the inception of the Hurling for Cancer back in 2011 it has raised over 1.1 million towards the overall investment from the Irish Cancer Society of 30 million in life changing clinical trials and cutting edge cancer research studies and each year over a hundred researchers across Ireland uh, are supported and we thank everyone for their support um, and the whole lot for it uh, and that game is going to take part in St Conlet's Park in Newbridge at 6 o'clock this evening and by the time you might be listening to us and maybe we might be able to get it out on the sports bulletins later on to wish Miriam all the best of luck as she takes part in Jim Bulger's stars for the hurling for cancer uh, charity game in St Conlon's Park on tomorrow the 16th of August and Ish that brings us to the end of the intercounty season for 2022 it's been phenomenal it's been fantastic the coverage that has been given to the sport of Camogie throughout the league and the championship has been exceptional and it's something that all of the girls deserve and to end it off with the O'Duffy Cup coming back to Kilkenny was probably something that maybe a lot of us didn't see at the start of the year and coming to the Leinster Championship we probably didn't see it either but this set of girls have proved everybody wrong they have done it and like Frank Sinatra said they've done it their own way as well and credit to each and every one of those girls we won't be back for inter-county season until we get to the All-Stars which will be probably announced in October, November um, and the National League of course will be starting back as well but we are going to move aside from season two and we are going to be starting season three almost immediately when the club championships gets underway this weekend as well but Anya it has been a pleasure as always dealing with all of the games with yourself with Paula and with Nessa um, as well throughout it thank you very much for being here as always and we look forward to the club championships yeah absolutely it's going to be a great year it certainly is but from the team here on Come On Kind for the inter-county season it is over and out and until next season it's goodbye from us all bye she's rising again
they're matching the physicality wise and you know they're going into every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahim.